This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! And now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce a man whom I like to give 40 spanks on the ass. Not because of his age, but because of all the times he's put me to the torture of this podcast. There he is, folks. Well, you heard the man himself. I wish he'd give me my name. But anyway, welcome to episode number 170 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. And you're welcome to it, bud. Oh, get out of here. He's coming in hot on all cylinders, man. Anyway, I'm your host, Jason Bullet. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour to remember the power. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm your priyum. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I'm coming to you once again from the rolling and this time snow-covered hills of Saratoga County, New York. This intro is being taped on Wednesday, December the 14th, 2022, which means just two days from now. It will already have happened by the time you hear this podcast I'll be 40 years old. 40. Holy mackerel. I never thought I'd live this long, to be honest with you. There was a time I wanted to be this age when I was a kid. Now that I've hit that milestone, I'm like, eh, I'm not too sure. I'll have some reflections on that later on. Plus, we got some general catching up to do here. And given this festive occasion, you may recall back in 2019 and then going in through 2020 and into early last year, well... We're going to be bringing it back. A look back at the year 1982. So that's going to be something to look forward to right there. But before we get to Annie and all that, let's get to my social media. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Keep It To Yourself Podcast. And there's also the Kitty Pod Facebook page. So check that out there. It's also the world's loneliest email, kittypod, K-I-T-Y pod at gmail.com. Haven't mentioned that in a while. But in any event, let's get right to the vanity portion of this show and what a holiday season it has been up to this point. I mentioned going to Franklin Alley last episode, but that was the night before Thanksgiving. Well, as I stated just seconds ago, we're into the holiday season. We're knee-deep in it now. We're about a week and a half away from Christmas as I record this. And Hanukkah coming up, so those of you the Mosaic Persuasion... I wish you all a happy Hanukkah. But back to the lecture at hand, as I made a tangent ever so briefly. Well, get on with a story, will you? Okay, okay, I'm getting there. Man, you are coming in hot today, aren't you? Oh, by the way, I just wanted to stop by and say happy birthday to you, bud. Okay, now, let's not hear from you again. All right. Okay, he's gone, thank God. Party crasher, if ever there was any. Any who's it's... Let's get right to the vanity portion. How has one J. Michael Bullet, soon to be a 40-something, how has he been celebrating the holiday season thus far? Well, I'm about to tell you in a special segment, which is kind of a variation of the old tales of Franklin Alley, which you heard last week, or the last episode, whenever that was. It's now being called Tales of Holiday Streetwalking slash Strolling. As the old saying goes, let us begin at the beginning. 
for the third year in a row, or actually the second really, they didn't really have a street walk in 2020 up in Saratoga. Yours truly went to the old hometown for the second night of the 2022 Victorian street walk in Saratoga Springs. I was an old friend of mine. We tromped around town, stopped and got supper at a nearby chain restaurant. Not a sponsor. I won't mention them. And then it was pretty uneventful. We managed to walk around quite a bit, went through downtown. It was rather chilly. It wasn't cold like it is now as I record this. So, you know, the carolers were gathering. There was like a whole show there. I mean, there were just performers all around the Broadway, the downtown business district. Managed to find parking in the parking garage. So that was a real benefit right there, even though it's Friday night, you know, all the stuff that goes along with it, even if it isn't the holiday season or is really. So we just walked around, went to um, Uncommon Grounds, this little coffee shop right in the heart of Saratoga. Got a couple of white chocolate, hot chocolates. I didn't drink both of them. We had one apiece. One had whipped cream, the other not. I had the latter. And decided to rest our weary bones and warm them up. Killed two birds with one stone, as it were. So, you know, just chatting around. Then we walked around Broadway. I did not run to anybody I knew from way back when. who still lived in town. But I ran to somebody who was a member of this meetup group I had there for French speakers and lovers of the culture and whatnot. Had a brief little chat, introduced this woman to my friend, my companion on the night. Had a brief little chat there, and then we walked back, took her home, and then that was it. Now we fast forward to Sunday. We head to the Collar City, where I had previously graced Franklin Alley Social Club to do emo karaoke. But at this time around, it was the 2022 Victorian Stroll that was taking place. Last two years, it was spread out in one way or another and the weekend's running up to Christmas, but 2022, first time since pre-pandemic, it was just a one-day affair. And so I arrive at the 5th Avenue parking garage in downtown Troy. You got to get there early for this sort of thing if you want prime parking spot. I had to park like two levels up just to find something resembling decent parking. It was worth it, though. So I was able to get out and stroll and do the bit there and all that so the primary reason for this little visit was there was some stuff going on at talk house not franklin alley social club i almost said that but this is where uh, frank's business partner and ex-wife heidi she runs the joint you may recall last year i mentioned that they had gotten the divorce but they're still good friends uh, couldn't have ended on more amicable terms I was very glad of that, that uh, it was a good result for all parties involved. Not me, of course. But anyway, present company accepted, of which there is none. I stroll in the talk house. I go into the little bar area. There's Heidi, Metal Lark Catering in the house, running the little horseshoe bar, tucked away in the corner. It used to be in the mill, but then they did some renovations like during pandemic times. So they moved the bar back almost to the back wall. Or maybe it's been there the whole time. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, Heidi was there with two of her co-workers and not introduced myself to them and them to me. So if I go, all right, I'll just have a little hot chocolate, get a little winter warmer, non-alcoholic, of course. That Chipotle hot, co hot chocolate cocktail for a young 
Jason Bowen is drinking days. That would have had my name on it, baby. But any who's this, I just got regular hot chocolate. You know, carefully drink it down. And then I go into the ballroom slash reception area. This is also a wedding venue during the season. And old Frank Sicari was there. Give me the daft, give me the lachiserie. And then sometime later on, I was trying to get everything set up for this little concert that was going to go on during that, the later on in the afternoon, I should say. And we had a little chat there. I didn't stay too long, so I was gone for about an hour. I was going to try and make an afternoon of it. I had another friend of mine who was going to go to uh, this place, another part of town, but those plans kind of fell through. So I was on my own after I left 55 Third Street. So after that, just dropped around 3rd Street, went into the Troy Center of Gravity. I was there last week. Everybody wasn't masked up this time. There were probably a handful of people, but no less masked, but it was no more crowded. Holy mackerel. Why did I fall for this gag again? I mean, going to this vendor's market, I'm, I was just looking around. One person said, you're in my space. You're not one of the vendors. I said, no, no, I'm just browsing. Huh? We're good here, miss. So managed to snake my way through the crowd then went into the atrium checked out the holiday market just browsed didn't buy anything just went through some of the shops too and then that was pretty much it got home around three o'clock and watched the giants get it handed to them by the uh washington former racially named football team i'm struggling here folks anyway so this has been a less than inspiring segment of tales of holiday strolling, street walking, and me trying to get through this segment without you-know-who coming back to spoil the whole thing. You're welcome to it, America. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, when yours truly came into the world, or at least the week after anyway, Maneater by Hall & Oates. Now, I gotta admit something, I cheated a little bit. The Billboard Hot 100 in which the song you just listened to briefly was number one, what actually came out two days after I came out. The actual day of my birth, the number one song was Mickey by Tony Basil, or Basil, or something like that. You get it. 1982 was quite the year for more reason than you can shake a stick at. We're going to start with In the News. And here in America, there was a Tylenol scare in the fall. Seven people in Chicago died when they took Tylenol caplets that were laced with cyanide. It was a real tragedy there. Help give, help give birth. Hello, make me feel great. Help give rise to those childproof caps. At least that's my opinion anyway. A big legal trial, John Hinckley Jr., who in the year previous attended to assassinate President Reagan, he was declared innocent by legal insanity, the insanity defense coming into vogue there, and big topic of debate. The Falklands War in England, 
They, the Argentine invaded the Falklands. Brits said, no, no, hands off, get out of here. There was also some great scientific breakthroughs. Well, first we got something here in business, according to my notes, the DeLorean, you know, that iconic car that would feature three years later in Back to the Future Part 2 and Parts 1 and 3. Actually, 1, 2, and 3 in that order. Well, unfortunately, DeLorean went under. Maybe the car was made now. Maybe for that reason. I don't know. Well, there were some scientific breakthroughs that happened in 82. Two weeks before I was born, Barney Clark became the first ever person to receive an artificial heart transplant. He would die, unfortunately, sometime later. So there was still some work to be done. But it was a great achievement when it happened. And at the end of 82, Time Magazine went the non-person route for the first time ever. So as their man of the year, in air quotes in this instance, they chose the personal computer. And 40 years later, here we are. Well, I've had some debuts here in terms of technology and whatnot. Big year for the technology that we would use in the coming decades. Compact disc players. Three years earlier, the compact disc itself was invented. Well, what are we going to play them on? There wasn't anything before 82, so CD players to the rescue. Ciabatta bread. So that's an advancement in food. It was made somewhere in Italy. I forget where. Diet Coke. Probably wash it down with one of those if you're watching your calories. Speaking of television, cable TV was continuing to make inroads in living rooms across America. We wouldn't get it for another several years. The Weather Channel was the latest addition to make its way into living rooms across the country. And speaking of debuts, Epcot Center in June Open to the public for the first time ever on the 11th of June, or the second largest theme park in America, if not the entire world. Well, we've had earthly debuts, and we had a whole bunch of them, yours truly included. I'm not going to toot my own horn here, <laughs> but we had a whole bunch of them. Antrell Roll, ex of the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders, or whatever they're called today. We were born on the exact same day, which is scary. Timothée Chalamet, actor who played the Grinch in the most recent incarnation of that film. Eddie Redmayne, guy who plays Dr. Sean Murphy in ABC's The Good Doctor, which I've heard so much about because the main character is on the spectrum. I want to watch it, but I don't know. There's some kind of governor preventing me from doing that. Princess Kate and Prince William were both born in 82. How about that? D-Wade, Dwayne Wade, one of the greats of NBA basketball. Adam Lambert. I forgot what year he won American Idol, but he's on this list. Pete Buttigieg. A 2020 presidential candidate for the Democrats, now President Biden's Secretary of Transportation. Rapper Lupe Fiasco. If you are what you say you are. I don't have the rights to that. Leanne Rimes. She was about my age when she burst onto the scene in the mid-90s. Scary. Andy Roddick and Justine Ennin, two legends of tennis. Male and female, respectively. Justin Gatlin. A one-time infamous sprinter got busted on a dope charge right there. Maria Canellis of professional wrestling. Her husband's Mike Bennett. Jessica Biel, an actress from Seventh Heaven way back when. Landon Donovan, a U.S. soccer superstar who really put his name out there with a famous goal against Algeria in the 2010 World Cup. Danica Patrick, the first female ever to lead a lap at the Indianapolis 500, and she also competed in NASCAR for a hot minute. Seth Rogen, what a character this guy is. Some of the best movies of my postgraduate life, such as Pineapple Express. Got a little infamy in 2014 with this thing called The Interview, where uh, Randall Park played Kim Jong-un, 
Ooh, boy, that was a lot of trouble there. Ian Thorpe, the Thorpedo, made his name at the 2000 Sydney Olympics in front of the home crowd. Lil Wayne, another rapper. Misty Copeland, the first African-American ballerina with the New York City Ballet. So making history there. Elisha Cuthbert, another great actress, too. Nicki Minaj, she's made her name in recent years. Alison Brie, you remember her as Annie Edison from NBC's Community. Ted DiBiase, Jr., this is the son of the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. St. Vincent, not a saint, but a female who performs under that name. Right, who else we got here? Anna Packin. She was also in my peer group. She was about 12, 13 years old when she won her Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in the Piano. Kobe Smolders from How I Met Your Mother. Gina Carano. Speaking of American Idol, getting back to that, Kelly Clarkson, now a daytime talk show host. Kirsten Dunst. She used to be on My So-Called Life, now last seen on Homeland. Lloyd Banks. Got his name out there in the mid-aughts. That's Sophomore, not sophomore, it's junior, senior year, Castellan for me. The late, great Corey Monteith from Glee. Tony Parker, NBA champion many times over with the San Antonio Spurs. Couple of Olympic champions here, Apollo Anton Ono. Infamous performance at the Salt Lake City Winter Olympics in the speed skating. Tara Lipinski, 1998 Olympics in Nagano. She won the golden figure skating. We got some infamous names, too, tied in with Nexium. Go back to my true crime podcast, which is pretty much gone with the wind. Allison Mack and Kristen Kruk, also born in 82. Shawnee Davis, we talked about Misty Copeland earlier. Shawnee Davis became the first African-American woman to win an Olympic speed skating medal. So I'm glad to be part of a great peer group. Unfortunately, as there is life, so there must there also be death. And a lot of greats in 1982... The time I came into the world, they had already left. This was a sad one. John Belushi. Oh, man. He was a force in the early years of Saturday Night Live. Had those great characters like Samurai something or other. <laughs> those were great ones. Especially when he was like Samurai Stockbroker. He had the little katana blade. He accidentally cut Buck Henry. The cast in Solidarity wore band-aids on their foreheads for the rest of the show. Sancho Page, probably the best Never to really play in the major leagues. He was a pitcher with the Negro Leagues. And he had one of the greatest quotes. And I live my life this way. says, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Back to comedic actors for a second. Paul Lind. Well, if you want to get all picky about it. Vic Morrow. He met a tragic end while they filmed the Twilight Zone movie in 82. Hans Conried. A veteran actor of radio and mostly voiceovers too. Never really saw him on screen. Victor Buono, guy played the Emperor, or was it Dom DeLuise? I'm not sure. Oh, he, he was on Batman. He played a similar character, one of the villains. Gilles Villeneuve, a Formula One racer from Quebec, died in an automobile race or a train accident. I'm not sure what, but his son Jacques carried on the family name for many years. Doku Kim, he was a boxer from South Korea. He unfortunately died at the hands of Ray Mancini after a boxing match between the two. Leonid Brezhnev, the premier of the Soviet Union. There was a whole succession before we got to Gorbachev in that position. Thelonious Monk, great jazz musician. Glenn Gould, Canadian piano virtuoso, he said stumblingly. Philip K. Dick, who wrote, Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep? And that became a, the basis of a movie called Blade Runner that premiered in 82. Warren Oates, whom I remember as Sergeant Hulka, 
from Stripes, one of my favorite movies of all time. Hugh Beaumont, we lost Ward Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. Hey, that rhymes. Vladimir Zworkin, the alleged inventor of television. Grace Kelly, Princess Grace of Monaco, met her in an automobile accident. Ingrid Bergman, a legend of the silver screen from Sweden. Henry Fonda, one of the greats to grace the silver screen born here in the States. What an actor. Jay Novello, old-time radio voice actor. I'm getting into this now. Fernando Lamas, the last of the Latin lovers, according to Mo Rocca. Bess Truman, the wife of the late Harry Truman. Leroy Grumman, he of Northrop Grumman. You're welcome. Patrick Cowley, I'm really getting into Sylvester's music, especially because of Trading Places. They play Do You Want a Funk while they're having the house party at Billy Ray Valentine's place. The father of President Obama, Barack Sr., passed in 1982. Jack Webb. We lost Joe Friday in 82. Dragnet. Arthur Rubenstein, the great piano virtuoso. Hugh Harmon, MGM animator, passed in 82. Romy Schneider, underrated actress in the silver screen. Marty Feldman had those bug eyes. I remember him from Young Frankenstein. Freeman Gosden, an old-time radio actor famous for playing Amos in the Amos and Andy radio show. And finally, heading off this obit list, Jack Swigert, he of Apollo 13. Houston, we have a problem. Moving to the world of pop culture to wrap up, specifically the world of sports. The San Francisco 49ers won their first ever Super Bowl. They defeated the Cincinnati Bengals in their first ever appearance in the big game. They played the 16th edition thereof. Got there thanks to the catch, Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. However, the following autumn, there was an NFL strike that lasted 57 days. It was the first time ever that the Shield would suffer a lengthy work stoppage, but not the last. Major League Baseball, coming off a labor strife of their own, had the St. Louis Cardinals win the World Series. First time since 1967. In the NBA, it was the Showtime Lakers of Los Angeles, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, etc. They won the first of many, actually their second of the whole 1980s. Big rivalry with the Boston Celtics. In the college game, North Carolina, led by Michael Jordan. You ever heard of him? They won the NCAA championship. Clemson won the NCAA football championship, consensus number one. However, on November 20th of 82, there was a memorable play at the end of the annual football game between the University of California and Stanford University. I'm going to let Jack Starkey describe it for you because words on my end will never do it justice. And also in lesser news, in the beautiful game, Italy won the World Cup, played in Spain in 82. Going to the box office now, the best picture of the Oscars in 1981 was Chariots of Fire. You can just hear the theme by the late Vangelis going through your head on mention of that. Number one movie at the box office for all of 82, Steven Spielberg's greatest work, in my opinion, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Well, it's among the greatest of his oeuvre. However, a little trivia. When I came into the world, number one at the box office the previous weekend, the toy. Another Richard Pryor, Gene Waller vehicle. Trading Places, did you know, one of my favorite movies of all time, if not the favorite in my book, almost came close to being another Richard Pryor, Gene Waller vehicle. Instead, it went to Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. How different a movie would that have been? I'm not going to answer that question. I dare not guess. And finally, wrapping up, in music, the best record of 1981 at the Grammys, 
Kim Carnes, Betty Davis eyes, while John Lennon, who was shot two years earlier, and Yoko Ono, his wife, won the Best Album Grammy for Double Fantasy. And number one on the charts was Mickey by Tony Basil, as I mentioned earlier. But two weeks before I was born, Michael Jackson, you heard of him, released an album entitled Thriller. I'm sure you've heard it. Great music video. John Landis, the guy who directed Trading Places and Animal House, also directed the music video. And it got to be the greatest selling album, not only in the United States, but worldwide in the history of Billboard and whatever agency you want to use for that kind of a metric. So there you go, folks. Stumbling our way out of 1982 and going back into 2022. All right, folks, before we get to the pod shout-outs here as we get to the end of this episode, I got some teasing of coming attractions here. Adam Parada and hopefully Joe Bruno will show up for our sixth annual holiday shit fest. And this is a highly anticipated episode. It's our last one of the year, too, as we get in the holiday spirit. Cannot wait for that. So something to look forward to there as we wrap up 22. As for pod shout-outs, going to do that now. GFA Live, Peter Winston, and Keith Langston did an episode of WWF Superstars that aired the same day as that NWA Pro episode they did last week, October 8th, 1988. You can follow Pete on Twitter at GFAllentownPod. Check out his YouTube channel, too. Sportscasters, Steve Bennett interviewed Andrew Marshan. Look back in the year at Sports Media. And Stuart Mandel talking all things college football as we head into bowl season. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Sports underscore Casters. And on Instagram, at The Sportscasters. Break it down show. If you're a true crime enthusiast, your ship certainly came in this week. Pete A. Turner interviewed Thomas Colbert to talk about D.B. Cooper, the man what jumped off that plane in Oregon in 1971 did so under mysterious circumstances. 50-plus years later, I have no idea where he is. You can follow the show at Break It Down Show across all your social media and host of same at Pete A. Turner. The Loyal Littles podcast, Dean Ricker, and a holiday flashback episode with old Kip Schmeeman himself, Kevin Sheehan. You can follow Chuck and Roxy at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter and on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And finally, we have the 1 in 44 podcast making their triumphant return. The guest this week, Tracy Schober, and they're doing the inaugural Resources for Autism and Intellectual... The Resources for Autism in IDD, which I believe is Intellectual Development Disorder, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Information Sharing Expo, or RAISE, because the full title is such a mouthful. Don't I know it? You can follow the Anderson Center down in the Hudson Valley of New York on Twitter at Anderson Autism, and on Instagram at Anderson Center for Autism. As for this little dog and pony show, you can... Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or your podcatcher of choice. If my podcast is not listed on there, you can paste the feed from the show notes, copy it on there, or copy it, paste it, you know, do whatever you got to do. Make sure I keep listening and keep uh, getting in your feed every week. I'm getting mixed up here. I'm sorry. I am getting old. More on that later. If said podcatcher has rating and review capabilities, do this birthday boy a favor and do a five-star ring and a good wrap. Thanks in advance for all of that. 
We have now come to one more thing as we hit the end of this episode. And this is where I either talk about something that I forgot to talk about in the main part of the show, or I circle back to something I mentioned earlier. This podcast is going to drop on my 40th birthday, December 16th, 2022. It's hard to believe that I'm 40 years old. I just said that last sentence. Boy, oh boy, that really scares me in some level. But I've seen a lot of changes in 40 years. I don't want to get too sentimental, too philosophic. I don't know what to say, man, but I've had a lot of changes in my life, some positive, some negative. I'll get to the year in reflection next week for a holiday shit fest right at the end of all that. And I just want to tell you about the surprise party that my family threw for me last weekend. Now, my dad kind of teases saying, we're going to do something fun tomorrow. And we say, well, I don't know if you call shopping fun, but I tagged along with my dad as he wrapped up his making the rounds for 2022 and Christmas time and all that. So I figured, all right, I got to tag along. Well, we come back from all that shopping and all that fun in air quotes, come back to Bullet House. We have a whole bunch of cars, two in the driveway. My sister's minivan is parked off the side of the road and on the fence facing the side yard, which would sometimes be the front yard, but that's corner lots for you. It says, happy 40th birthday. I knew something was up. Well, I, I say I'm going to lead the charge. I walk in. There's my relative. There's my Aunt Patty. There's Uncle Al with a selfie stick, man of his age. My sister, my brother-in-law, my nephew, one of my cousins and her husband. Oh, man, it was quite the affair. And a lunch, buffet lunch catered by this restaurant. I want to give them the shout. Great food. Grecian Gardens, Route 9 and Half Moon. Shout out if you're here in the Rolling Hills. You know, go check those guys out, man. Great food. They turn out some great product. But anyway, we ate a good deal. Had a cupcake cake. It was a wonderful time. My nephew had to have a short visit because he had his basketball game later on that afternoon. So it was a brief stopover. And then about... 2 o'clock, maybe 2.30, thereabouts, everybody, the last of my relatives did the high kickoff, and they went back to North Adams. So it was quite the affair. I got a bunch of gift cards. I have a book here, I believe. I think Aunt Patty gave this to me. I'm not sure. It's called Wicked Pissed, New England's Most Famous Feuds, and it's by a gentleman by the name of Ted Reinstein. Now, if you're in New England, Ted Reinstein is a contributor. It has been for many years this news magazine on the ABC affiliate over there called Chronicle. Now, I don't live in the Boston area. I tell you every week I'm coming to you from the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. But the New England roots run deep in me, even though I'll admit it now that I'm actually adopted. And I was brought in, imported into the culture. Brought in, if you will. So, I'm glad to see the New England roots have maintained themselves through all this time. There have been the negative changes, you know, going through some layoffs at my old workplace and having some structure. And now I've gotten it. I'm in a better mood now, but I don't want to spoil next week's one last thing or one more thing, whatever that is, but stumbling on my words, Mick Jagger said it best. What a drag it is getting old. Well, I'll be one year older when you hear me again for our holiday shit fest next week here on the keep it to yourself podcast. And speaking of which, this brings an end to episode 170. Thanks for listening as always. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for being guests at my 40th birthday party. You get your goodie bags on the way out. 
I'll talk to you next week for Holiday Shit Fest 2022. Until we meet then, as always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Jesus, am I speaking Chinese? This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.